0: I am bringing a, uh, a message the Lord gave me, a more sure word of prophecy. Someone say, a more sure word, sure word of prophecy. What does that mean? Okay. Just a moment and then you will appreciate what the Lord wants to communicate with us. In Second Peter chapter 1, for those who are watching on Facebook, I've already projected the scripture. So I'll read from the projection. But you can turn to your Bible if you want to also uh, you know, read along. But I'm reading from the New King James, which we are presently used to. But I pick my theme from the King James. So after reading the New King James, then I also read from the King James version of the Bible. In verse 12, this is Apostle Peter. This was some few moments before he passed on to glory. Okay, He had told them what they should do from verse 1. You can can take your time and read from verse 1 of 2 Peter chapter 1. He spoke to them about, you know, add to your faith this, add to this, add to that. So that if you are diligent in that, you will not fall. Then he came to verse 12 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Then he said, for this reason, I'm reading from the New King James. For this reason, I will not be negligent. To remind you always of these things. And what are those things? Like I said, from verse 1 to 11, you appreciate those things. But time will not permit me to read from verse 1. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Verse 12, or 13 rather. Yes, I think it is right. As long as I am in this tent... He's talking about his body. As long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, 14, knowing that shortly, I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Oh, what a communication. Verse 15. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Isn't it beautiful to talk about your departure in a glorious way like this? I mean, somebody who is going to die, and he was not talking as if he was afraid. He was talking with boldness and confidence. Verse 16. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased apostle Peter is recounting those glorious moments when they walk with Jesus in his earthly walk and the encounters, the revelations mighty things that happen look at verse 18 and we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain now when you hear some of these things chances are that you may want to have these kind of experiences and neglect what I'm going to show you as in the fact that, okay, me too, I want to also have that encounter where I will see the heavens open and I will hear that voice, that spoke, His majesty. But Apostle Peter was recounting his experiences and gave a reminder that in the midst of all these things, something is better, which you and I have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah verse 19 verse 19 says and so and i'll pick the the theme okay from the king james but let me read the new king james and so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star Rises in your hearts. For your information, Jesus Christ is the morning star. He's the bright and morning star. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture, or of scripture, is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Amen. Amen. Can I read from the King James? That's where I picked my team from. From the King James... Second Peter 1 verse 12 says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. And the tabernacle has to do with his body, okay? Just like the New King James says, Knowing that shortly I must put up this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Please, you see, it is easy to settle on this and make a ministry out of this kind of encounter. There are people who have had encounters great encounters and they have settled with those encounters and have made doctrines out of those encounters. For instance, I remember when I was very young, very, very young, there was a challenge in my health and then this great man of God who lived in the you know, regions was used by God mightily, very mightily and I believe that he was called of God I believe that the things that he gave were of God, because God instructed him just like God instructed someone like elisha who put salt is it salt he put you know in water, and then you know uh, the the bitter water became sweet water is it salt he put all right, just to recollect whatever happened you know, but this was this great man of God and Because I wasn't well, I was actually, you know, somebody recommended that this man, if you go, okay, and he recommends A, B, C, definitely you're going to get well. So when I went, the first thing that he recommended was that he put salt in water. And there's nothing wrong with that. That was his revelation. That was his encounter. That was what God gave him. He put salt in water and I was asked to bath with it, which I did. I didn't get well. Then after that, he had this sword, okay, that he usually I mean used I mean to handle weightier and heavy matters, and I was supposed to go and hold that sword and recount whatever I desire. And I did, and I still didn't get well. So when we got back home, I remember one of my relations made a statement that hey a so far, so so and so pa a sword pa criminal want to idea. And it means that they do a chin but what was it? What I don't I don't think that there was a problem with holding the sword from this man or using salt that he had put in water. The problem was that probably after God gave him a revelation at a particular season to do a particular thing, he now built a ministry around that encounter that experience and that is a challenge with a lot of god's people look it doesn't matter this is peter recounting something here he says that we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our lord jesus christ but were are eyewitnesses of his majesty the majesty peter is recounting has to do with somebody whose clothing okay began to shine Think about it. While Jesus was praying, day three, Peter, James, and John were watching, and all of a sudden they saw that the man's clothing began to shine, and his face was brighter than the noonday sun. They couldn't behold his face. And then appeared Moses and Elijah. As if that was not enough, in fact, his Bible says that his, his cloth was so white that no fuller, that is, those who bleach materials, no uh, fooler will be able to bleach his cloth and make it that white. Then a voice spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. If it was our day, I believe somebody would have built a ministry out of it. I'm the one who heard the voice of God. Have you heard God's voice before? And then we make a doctrine out of it. But look, Apostle Peter, he says that even though we had such encounters, we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Alright. Apostle Peter now goes to verse 18 into 19, where my message is. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard. When we were with him in the holy mount, that's that mountain. Look at what he said in verse 19 from the King James. He said, We have also a more sure word of prophecy. What was Peter saying here? You see, he is saying that in the midst of all the encounters anybody can have, there is something you can depend on, and you will never. Be bankrupt of spiritual encounters and spiritual verities. So, yes, I am going. That was what he was telling the church. I'm going to go as an apostle. The Lord Jesus Christ has revealed to me that I'm about to leave this earth. I'm going to put off my tabernacle. But we have a more, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Was he saying encounters are not good? No. That's why the word also is there. We have also. In other words, in the midst of all the encounters anybody can desire. If you don't even have that encounter, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. What was he talking about? The next verse will tell us what he was talking about. Whereunto well, you do well that ye take heed. And that's the word today. Do what? Take heed. As unto a light... That shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. What is the day star? said That is Jesus Christ. He is the bright and the morning star. He says if you take heed to this sure word of prophecy, that, that person of Jesus who is the day star will arise in your hearts. He will be revealed through you. Let's look at verse 20 because he will tell us, what this show sure word of prophecy is. The verse 20 says, knowing this first that no prophecy of of the scripture. So the more sure word of prophecy Apostle Peter is referring to here has to do with prophecy of the scripture. In other words, if you don't have access to prophecy from a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God, the word of God, the scriptures, is a more sure word of prophecy. Am I debunking and downplaying prophecies? No. Knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Somebody say Amen. amen. People of God, what is God communicating to you and me at this hour? What is God telling you and me at this moment. Let me just. Alright. You see. This is an end time prophetic church. Okay. With the passion. To help this generation. Walk with God. And prepare a people ready. For the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have heard people. Who have said that oh. Our flagship product, I'm talking as a businessman now, our flagship product, the product that can market us as a church, okay, is the prophecies. And so why don't we uh, prophesy to people more when we come together so that it can attract more members to church? which we will, if the Lord permits. Don't forget the scripture we just read. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit. So if God moves me, that prophesy, which we did more in the year 2018. 2018, we called it the year of the prophetic. Now, for to answer such people who have such a mindset, it is true that this is an end time prophetic church. But when we say the prophetic in 2018, I explained throughout the entire year that the prophetic has to do with what? Who can remember? Is what? Is what? The will of God, the mind of God. The prophetic is all about the will of God. Someone say the will of God. Will of God. So prophecies is part of the will of God. Is that not so? So if God. For instance, we come to church today and the Spirit of God moves that prophesy. I will stop whatever I intend to teach and I will prophesy because that is the will of God. If God says today, I am moving you to teach on this subject, is that not prophetic? It is is because the prophetic has to do with the will of God. If God says today, when you come together, spend time and pray for one another, is is it not prophetic? It is prophetic because what? It is the will of God. If God says to them, when you come, don't do anything. Just give me all the worship. Lifting up holy hands. Like Apostle Paul would say, I, I will that men pray everywhere. You know, lifting up holy hands without wrath, without doubt. And we come for two hours. We are lifting up holy hands. Look at Moses on the mount. Whilst Joshua was in the valley fighting with the Amalekites. Moses had to lift his hands. And the more his hands stayed in the air, the more Joshua defeated the Amalekites. But when his hands grew weary and his hands came down, the Amalekites were defeating Joshua and his people. Was that not the will of God? That was, that was a prophetic experience. What I'm trying to say is that whatever we do in church, that reveals God's mind, God's will, God's purpose. That, that endorses God's will, God's purpose for our lives That is simply prophetic. That is simply what? Prophetic. So, for those who have this mindset, and I love prophesying, but what people don't know is that in prophesying, you don't use the Holy Spirit. Never. The Holy Spirit rather uses you. They were, they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So, if the Holy Spirit has not moved me, for for whatever reason. Probably because we have not created the demand. We have not created the enabling environment. There are times where you come to church, and because of our own restrictions on ourselves, the Holy Spirit will not move in that direction. And I dare not force myself say that I'm going to prophesy just because it's a prophetic church. It's wrong. It's sin. Actually, it's sin. Because then I will be tempting myself. I will say what God has not said. And mind you, whatever we do, we will one day stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account. I want to say that I have watched the church as a body. And I can say on authority, by my observation, by my little experience in ministry, that those who belong to churches where there is not a single prophecy, okay? Not even a single prophecy, one-on-one personal prophecy, but they depend on the more sure word of prophecy, which is the revelation of scripture. They are more stable, more sound, more established in the Lord than those who depend on personal prophecies alone. The key word is alone. We combine the two. And glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need both as a matter of fact. Yes. But I want to say that as a church moving forward in our year of glorious emergence, if we can take this more sure word of prophecy more seriously because from the beginning of the year, all God has been telling you and me is that, take my word seriously. We have, we, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. We do have it. It's available. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And is profitable. Apostle Paul, when he was leaving the church of Ephesus in Acts 20 verse 32, he says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. And to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Among the saints, there is something that can build you and me up. It is called the word of his grace, and, and Peter calls it a more sure word of prophecy. Look at the phrase, it's not just a sure word, it's a more sure word. You know, banker to banker. <laughs> I'm asking a question, do you know banker to banker? Yes. Ah, you have not been a little sticker before, so you don't know how to banker to banker is. <laughs> Where you just know that this is a sure banker, I'm telling you, three numbers straight machine numbers, it will, it will flow <laughs> even that, they call it sure banker even that, they call it what? sure banker, I've been a little sticker before so I know what I'm talking about sure banker even that, they just bank their home and bank their money and because of the surety of the, of the numbers they can put all their earnings into that and if it fails, brother it has failed big time. <laughs> but we also have a more sure word of prophecy. He didn't call it any other name but prophecy. So when you are reading the scriptures it's prophecy to you. Take it! If you don't get any man of God, woman of God, child of God prophesying to you, you have a more sure word of prophecy. Take it! Live your life in the light of that revelation and you'll be amazed. You will be making progress because the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So as a church, as a ministry, I have never purpose to build on this foundation using only prophecies, although we are an end-time prophetic church. Yes, we are an end-time prophetic church, but prophetic simply means the will of God. The will of God is prophecies, part of the will of God is prayer, which we are and we have been doing. Part of the will of God is fasting, which we are, and we have been doing. Part of the will of God is fellowship, fellowshipping together is the will of God. He says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, whether by, by in-person or by virtual it's a an assembly together. That's the will of God. If, for instance, okay, somebody. Decides that I will not do this aspect of God's will. But I'm expecting. I remember somebody once, and this is somebody who is part of us who is recommending that I should go and watch a particular channel. I won't mention it, you know, on air, but go and watch this particular channel because you will learn A B C. And I look at him in the first place, the person is recommending is not correct. And I, and, I, and I can say that on authority because his doctrine is not based on the word of God. You see, if you don't judge, why do we judge? We judge by the word of God. Is that okay? If you don't judge, the Bible says, test the spirits. So I realize that this person, this brother is recommending to me, it's not even correct. But he wants me, he wants to force me to do what this person has been doing because that is the only way I can get more members coming to church. I said, it won't happen to me. No, not me. I was not called to do that. I was not called to follow men. I was called to follow the will of God. So, that person recommended, you know, I didn't do it. And that was about 2019 December, thereabouts. In 2020, the same person apparently had actually visited this you know, person and came back to one of our sisters and said, Oh, this person, not knowing when you go to him, he even charges more. Now nah you sabi? I said, Now nah you sabi? I'm speaking Nigerian English here. We have a more, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. Listen, child of God, in case you don't get any man of God, any woman, sometimes some people complain and say that, like, oh, I came to church, I've been here, you remember when we were in the trade fair, I've been here all this while, you nobody know, has prophesied to me. Praise God for your life because you are better off. Did you hear what I said? I said you are better off because what people don't know And I've taught this before. What people don't know that any time God is bringing... Because we already have a more sure word of prophecy. The revelation of scripture. But whenever God is bringing a prophecy in your direction. What is telling you that there is danger in between the... I mean, there is danger on the road. From where you are to your destination, there is danger. But I'm showing you the picture of the end. So that should you meet the danger, you will be rest assured that there is hope. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope. It's called a lighthouse. Apostle uh, Paul told Timothy, talking to him about prophecy. He said that, you know, this child that committed unto you according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having made ship, I mean having made uh done away with her, have done shipwreck of their faith. He was telling Apostle uh, Timothy, of course, Bishop Timothy. That see, the prophecies that went on ahead of you that were declared over you were to remind you that it doesn't matter what you go through you will still meet the lighthouse hallelujah Amen. so the prophetic word says as a lighthouse so that in the midst of the darkness in the midst of the thick moments in the midst of the storms look at what the world is going through a global pandemic isn't it so yes. but there is a motion of the prophecy yes tell us in Hebrews 13 verse 5 and 6? let your life be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never... I will never miss, I will never. It's only a man or a woman who says, I will never, who changes his mind. Or a mind. But not our God. We ha- we also have a more sure way of prophecy. Please. In case you have been a lotus taker before. I can give you the sure banker. Bank your life on the word. Take your life on the word. Take God by his word and live in it. And you'll be amazed. You will make more progress than any prophecy from anywhere. Because every prophecy we receive now must agree with the prophecy of scripture. If not, let God be true. But every man a liar. Romans 3, 4. Hallelujah. That's my message to you and me. As we journey throughout February into March. I told you from the beginning of this year that the first quarter will be turbulent. In the midst of the turbulence. And like Jesus, he slept on a pillow in the midst of a storm. Please, have you seen that before? Everybody was agitating. That's what is happening to the world now. Especially when you have close relations who get infected with COVID, whatever they call it, whether COVID-19 or the UK strain or the South Africa strain, the Portugal strain, the USA strain, the Ghana strain. And you have this close relation getting infected and the thing is so close by. And some even die. If you don't take care, you will abandon your faith in God. If you don't take care. But God wants us to remember that this is not a time for you to depend on any other prophecy than the more sure word of prophecy. That you, he said, where, whereby you do take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Just make sure that I'm going, to, this is what God has said. I'm taking him by his word. Let God be true, but every man a liar. I'm taking faith, is taking God by his word and acting on it. If he says, look at Matthew 28, verse 24, he says that, and lo, I am with you always. Always means all the way. All the way, whether in the valley, on the mountaintop, wherever you find yourself, he is with you even to the end of this age. Praise the Lord. Please, have you gotten my message? That's all God wanted me to tell you and me this morning. It's almost noon. We'll be rounding up the service. But for those who are out there, let me encourage you. We also, in other words, don't abandon your encounters. Okay? Don't despise your encounters. Like Apostle Paul, the same Apostle Paul wrote and said that despise not prophesying. Okay? There are those who despise prophesying. You see, the other extreme is that there are those who also have gone to the extreme and said that, Oh, I don't need prophecy because we have a more show of prophecy. That's the other extreme. Don't be an extremist. Always stay in the center of God's will. Don't say that, oh, if we have a more sure of prophecy, then I don't need prophesying. Because the day, God may send somebody to you to give you a sure word of prophecy. Hmm? This is a sure word of prophecy. Then we also have a more sure word of prophecy. And if you give a sure word of prophecy, you may despise it because you have been indoctrinated to believe that you don't need prophecy. We need it. There have been times where I have had certain prophecies come to come my way, and they were the word that I needed at that material moment. And so, I am not here in this pulpit condemning or despising prophesying. No, we will keep prophesying so long as we keep. That is why I am advocating that on Fridays from the month of March, on Fridays from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. If we have really fasted, even if you break your fast before the 11 p.m., let's meet on Zoom we will see our faces if it is possible for you to bring your face and then anybody can be called upon can you minister to so and so let's minister to one another I want us to create a certain prophetic platform on through Zoom where it's not just one person using, you know, let's say Facebook where you cannot interact but it will be interactive are you getting my point? let's start from March, Friday after Friday and minister to one another and some of us will just be supervising and allow others to minister it will be beautiful, I know so I am not against prophesying at all or prophecies at all, but in case your life is just dependent on prophecies, and therefore you believe that if I come here and the not prophesy to me, I will go elsewhere, then you have missed it because we also have a more sure word of prophecy. And in case you are also the type who say that I have a more sure word of prophecy, so I don't need prophesying, please. There comes a time where God will send a word in your way. Just be flexible. All I'm advocating for is being flexible in God's hand. The prophetic is not only prophecies. That is an aspect of the prophetic. The prophetic includes all the things that make the totality of the will of God. And I pray that you and I will begin to live in the will of God. If God tells you fast today, do it. If God says pray for a brother today, do it. If God says don't go here, do it. Is that okay? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you lift your hands and begin to appreciate God for His word? Thank God. It's, it's, it's 12 noon already. Thank God for His word. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His love. Thank God for the opportunity for us to receive a more sure word of prophecy. And I pray that as we receive that, word, a more, that more sure word of prophecy, it will even bear in us. Prophecies, The gift of prophecy this year will be stirred like never before. Those who have been called into the prophetic ministry, those who have been called to minister the mind and the will of God, will not only use scripture, but will use the revelation, the momentous revelation of of the spirit of God, to minister to one another. I pray that the spirit of grace will abound towards international prayer Resort ministries, that as a body, as a house, we will grow together in the prophetic, in the will of God, that as, as a church, a prophetic church, will be established in the totality of all of God's will for our lives for our individual lives and for our lives as as, as a house in the name of Jesus may his will be done in your life and in my life as it is in heaven in Jesus' holy name